Welcome to Beautifully Bloomed, the podcast where we explore how to break you out of the box of rules and beliefs that are holding you back from the life you are meant to live. I'm your host, Rebecca Turville. Join me as I share mindset tools, coaching conversations, and human design to help you uncover your unique gifts and create the life, relationships, and business you desire. Uma Gurish is a spiritual mentor for women who have experienced deep loss, but know there's a purpose to their lives. She guides them to find the meaning in their loss so that they can make a difference they came here to make. Uma is a published author of three books, two of them nominated for the Chicago Book Awards. To learn more about her work, visit umagurish.com. Hi, Uma. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes. So I always ask at the beginning so that we can give some context to our relationship, like how we met and yeah. We met in uh, Jackie Johnstone's human design community. I don't even remember what it was called, but it Mm -hmm. it was a a foundations sort of space. And we connected every month through the calls that Jackie had to explain human design. And we kind of dove into our designs deeper and, you know, in in the Q&A. And yeah, I think that that's how we got to know each other. We were in the Facebook community and we kind of, yeah, you know, learned about uh, individual designs and about how to read other people's designs as well. That that was sort of a starting point for me, as I'm guessing it was for you. Yeah, that was really my first learning experience about human design in more of a formal way, rather than me just reading a book. <laughs> so that was really fun. And I remember I actually knew you knew of you before that because both you and I were grief coaches. At least I thought you were a grief coach at the time. I was. And so, yeah. Oh, you were. And Karen Gillen sent me your way. She's like, you should check out this Facebook group that Uma has. So I remember checking you out before Jackie's group. (laughs) So, yeah, because Karen was my coach at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I remember, yeah, just just seeing what you were up to, because I was in the grief coaching space and to be honest, even at that time, I'm not sure I was really into the grief coaching space anymore, but I was still trying to, you know, maneuver me trying to fit in there, which, yeah, yeah it didn't last that long afterwards. But mm-hmm. yeah, so then then you're in Jackie's group and I was like, oh, here's Uma again. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, and the funny thing is, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast is that my son is a six, he's not a six two, he's a six three mental projector. And you're a six two mental projector. Yeah. And I was just like, I would pay attention to everything about what you were asking about and saying, because I was really trying to understand him. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the six, the six two or six three isn't the part. It was the mental projector part. I was trying to figure out. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, I need to figure him out. <laughs> yeah, because there are only two percent of us in in the yeah. entire world. So amazing. <laughs> And so, and yeah, well, then I started paying attention. I'm like, where's his wisdom? I'm guessing I'm not inviting it, you know, like somehow he's not being invited to share his wisdom or something because Mm. I was like, what's going on? (laughs) You know? So yeah, I've learned a lot about that from you just from being in your presence. Like, okay, how does Uma do things? (laughs) You know, let me me figure this out. (laughs) So thank you for that. You know, and I'm excited to have you on the call today as a projector. So I hope we can talk about some of that stuff for the projectors who come into my world and 
but projectors are all different, right? This is what I've learned, right? Some yeah. are energetic projectors and some aren't. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. even like this different feeling <laughs> between projectors. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Yeah. <sighs> but I know, so all the wisdom you're here to share, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm inviting you in. <laughs> Yay. Let's share all that wisdom. Okay. So now that we, and we'll talk more about human design uh, in a bit, but I was curious, what are you doing now? So what I knew you were doing, you were a grief coach, like, have you gone forward with something different? Or what are you doing now? So grief and loss is always going to be part of my work. I can't quite divorce myself from that, because I think when the soul goes through something, we are meant to make that our soul offering. So my soul's transformation happened when my mother died in January of 2009. And that's what got me started on my journey. And so that's the space I know best. But instead of limiting myself to helping women move through the pain of loss, where I feel most connected these days is the conversation around purpose. Because that, that was my journey. It was through the most difficult and painful loss of my life that I opened to my purpose. And everything I'm doing in the world today, all the ways in which I'm showing up and creating my legacy is, you know, thanks to that, that awful thing that happened, I'm, I'm, I'm even able to say I'm grateful that it happened in the way that it happened. So today I work in two different ways. One is with women who have known deep loss, like you said in my intro, but they also know that there's a deeper purpose and meaning to their lives, except they don't, they don't know what their purpose is. They don't know how to find it. They're struggling in that middle space. They know the loss they've been through is speaking to them very loudly. There's something to be mined from the gold, but they don't know how to do it. And that's where I come in. So that's one aspect of the work I do. The second aspect of the work I do is a very different kind of loss. So in this space, I work with women who've awakened, simply Mm -hmm. like how I awakened in 2009 when my mother died, and are walking a soulful path, a soul led path, but they're in long-term marriages or partnerships where their spouse or partner doesn't get get what they're doing, doesn't understand why it's important to them, why they feel the need to follow their soul's calling. When that happens, there's a very, very deep sense of disconnection, and that creates grief in the marriage dynamic. So how do you navigate this space? Do you look for the exit door, which is typically what women have done, right? But can this be an invitation instead of looking for the exit door called divorce? Can this be an invitation to connecting a deeper level of intimacy with yourself? Mm. And when you connect with yourself on that deep, intimate level and get to know you in a way that you haven't known yourself before, the intimacy in the relationship deepens. So that program is called Sacred Soul Union. I'm in fact launching uh, the, the next round in August. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, well, I agree. Like the disconnection we feel in our relationship somehow, sometimes is mirroring, like something we're going through ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, the disconnection with ourselves, probably, you know, exactly. I always say everything begins and ends with us. Yeah, everyone who's provoking us and triggering us is holding up a mirror to some aspect of us we haven't looked at or resolved. 
that's the only reason why we are here. And so you can't really go away from life and live like a monk on a mountaintop because you're never going to evolve, in my view. <laughs> if we want to be evolved and we want to awaken and transform, the best place to be is in a relationship. Yeah. Relationships teach us more about ourselves than anything else can. For so sure. every time we are redirected by a trigger, by a provocation, it's an invitation to go inside and say, which unhealed aspect of me is this person holding up for me to examine? Yeah. And when people are with you, because you're so open, right? Like you, I assume in human design, you have your defined Ajna and throat. Is that what you yes. have? Yes. That's my I son too. Ajna and throat. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you're so open, right? So you're kind of a mirror anyways, for a lot of yes. things. People are yeah. like, uh oh, when you're when we're with Uma, she's like, telling me all the things <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> but you know, Rebecca, that requires me to polish my own mirror, and yeah. keep it clean. So that's yeah. an invitation for me to constantly do the work of going inward and seeing what are these aspects of me that still provoke, that still are triggered, that still feel out of alignment with who I am and who I came here to be, all the parts of me that are not my true self, but that are my false self. So in polishing my own mirror, I become a better mirror that can reflect other people back to themselves. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So I... I mean, I love the idea of helping people be with them, be themselves so they can be in their relationship. Because well, one thing I've learned is just changing your circumstances doesn't necessarily, you know, deal your, with your problems, right? Because we can run away. We can change yeah. circumstances. Like you said, the exit door, we can certainly do that. But that doesn't mean that you've solved the issue because wherever you go, one one thing I always used to like to say, whenever wherever you go, there you are. You're still there. It's the yeah, same. You don't you. get to leave yourself behind. <laughs> you just brought your same thoughts and beliefs and feelings with you to the yeah. next thing. Yeah. And so without healing that first thing, yeah, that's not going to help. So you're just uh, going to invite a new set of people and a new set yeah. of circumstances who will provoke the exact same thing inside of you. Yes, it's the same lesson over and over again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we can see those people that get into the same rela bad relationships over and like, yeah, it's right. so funny because it's like, uh, you left that one. Now you're with, you're basically in the same kind of relationship all over mm -hmm. again, but they, they, they're not getting it. Right. It's like, I don't know why I always, right. I hear that. I yeah. don't know why always. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so yeah, it's so awesome. Um, and I've and I heard you say before you like to work with small groups of women because you know, just that intimacy, right? Yeah, when see, when we speak about things like loss and yeah. feeling lost around our purpose, yeah. I want every woman in my group to feel seen and heard. Everyone yeah. must have an opportunity to ask questions, to receive coaching from me. And if I have 20 women in the group, that's not going to happen because we can't, we can't be there for three hours, right? So for that reason, <laughs> yeah. I like to keep my groups really small, especially my marriage group, where you know they're talking about very, very intimate personal aspects of their lives. And so in order to feel comfortable, in order to feel safe and seen and heard, I like to limit these groups to four to five women. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a discussion about that. The difference between a four or five person group 
to a 10 to 12 person group, even there's such a difference. I've been in both and I've been in 12, 10 or 12 person masterminds. I've been in four to five person masterminds. It's like, there's very much of a difference in the, even in the way you connect with other people and you get to know them at such a deep level. And it feels, I mean, for me, which I have a line for in my personality profile. I love mm-hmm. connection and community and intimacy and friendship and mm-hmm. all of that feels good. So that sounds amazing that you yes. offer that small, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of groups, people are offering lots of big groups, which I know, mm-hmm. you know, that can be helpful too, but small group is just something you don't, it's rare, right? It's like, yeah, it's in today's world, I find it harder to find one-on-one or small group work. Then I do the big, you know, the big group. Yeah, everyone wants the big groups because then maybe you can price it in a in a certain way that brings in yeah. more income. And I, because I because these groups are small, I don't make them super cheap. Like my sole purpose group is nine ninety seven for six months, and my Sacred Soul Union, which is a three month program, but we meet every week, unlike yeah. the other program. Uh, that is 2,500. Yeah. But, you know, that's because they, I pour yeah. so much of me into the program. Every week we're meeting there are 10, 10 sessions in all. Yes. And, you know, I guide them on meditations and they get a, a, a PDF to read through every every month, focusing yeah. on the theme of uh, the month that we're working on. And, and so there's a lot um, that I give to the program, but given that I only want four or five women in the group, I also have to price it in such a way yeah. that it it, it allows me to offer value and also receive from them. Yeah. So, and in that way, I just wanted to bring in that projector thing. Like how have you found it best then for you to work in your business as a projector without any of the four motor centers defined, right? You don't have, you don't have the emotional solar plexus, you don't have no. the will, you don't have the sacral, and you don't have the root. So I mean, yeah. I'm just curious from yeah. that so perspective. I'm, so now that I'm sitting with you and doing this yeah. podcast interview, I'm actually taking energy from you yeah. and trading it for wisdom. That's how yeah. it works, right? For a projector. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we need to be really careful in who we are inviting into our space. Because the wrong person in the group can really drain the energy, not just my energy, but the energy of the group. Mm. So I really have to be careful about the women coming into my space. And group programs work really well for that reason, because I get to inspire, impact and influence a group, even if it's a small group, instead of one person. Yeah. And for that reason, I like doing group programs. I also love community. I have gate 13, which is the gate of the listener. Yeah. So I, I love <laughs> that I can listen to a group of people and make a difference in their lives instead of one person, which means I have to do many one-on-one sessions. Yeah. And that somehow doesn't feel good for me being right. a projector. That said, I do offer one-on-one sessions. But these people have to be a really good fit for me and they have to be willing and ready to dive deep and work mm. with me. So I'm, I have very clear boundaries. That's really important. Yeah, That's good to know. So that's a good tip for projectors or mm. people with the undefined sacral, right? There's some yes. manifestors out there that, that could have, I think, just one motor center. So yeah, for any of those people with that, those motor centers that aren't defined, it's good to know, like... Mm-hmm have clear boundaries about who comes in because you can borrow the energy of the group, but reminding yourself too 
that it's not your consistent energy. And maybe do you have some kind of way that you empty the energy, the sacral energy, like at I the end of the lot, day? I take a lot of walks. Okay, that's how you I move go out it. for walks. And when I do yeah. group programs, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have to meet them every day. Yeah. So being a being a second line, uh, yeah. my un, the unconscious line is the line too. Yeah. Uh, I also need spaciousness. I need my hermit time. I need time to create, to read, to rest, to recharge. And so for all those reasons, really um, paying attention to my personality profile, mm-hmm. I only design, I design my business in a way that supports me instead of it being all about, I have to make X amount of dollars. I'm, <laughs> my eye is never on the dollar sign, but yeah. how much I'm making. I just trust the universe, knowing my gifts and knowing who I came here to be with seven open centers will, yeah. will bring me, you know, what I need yeah. for the expansion of my soul and the expansion of my lifestyle Yeah, in the perfect ways. So I have to work with that trust. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So you lean more into the trust and the faith Mm -hmm. that you're just going to be and being a line six, right? The six two, you're here to be, it's more being the role model, not doing the role model. (laughs) Exactly. Can you be in the being rather than doing energy, right? It's like to show us, here's the way right? Here's the way to be. So that's why when I'm on Instagram doing a live or in stories, I'll often share what my day looks like. You know, I'll do a live if I'm in the market square, having lunch with a friend, because I take a lot of time just for me. I'm not working. I don't work more than three hours a day. Oh, that's amazing. That is so amazing. (laughs) I mean, it's so different than like the generator manifesting generator world too, though, like, yeah, I can, I can work a lot. But also, I have to be aware of what things are really lighting me up. And what should Mm -hmm. I be working on versus, you know, like just working on a bunch of stuff, because that's where I tend to be busy, 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 I have a busy energy. And so um, I do I crave that downtime too. And that that just relax, like, okay, (laughs) You know, patience and surrender is difficult. Yet, if you look at your Mercury placements in your chart, mine are named patience and surrender. I'm like, I'm here to tell people about patience and surrender. And I have the hardest time myself with that. So you sound like you're just kind of living into that patience and surrender energy. Like, I'm a projector. (laughs) I'm here to just (laughs) surrender to being a projector. It's so amazing. I love that. I love that. And, you know, I'm in the third phase of my sixth line. So I have nowhere else to go. I've come off the roof. Yeah. I've done my learning and I'm just here to share who I am as a role model. So if I don't embody these qualities and if I don't practice them and bring them into my own personal life, what am I going to do? What's my tombstone going to say? No, I think that's great. I think I mean, when I think of you, I think of this really calm, just peaceful, knowing what you're here to do energy. It's just amazing, really. It's just so like peaceful. (laughs) I love that. Peaceful. Let's be around Uma's energy for a while because we can just feel really peaceful. And I'm not like buzzing, right with my like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. the busy energy I have is like, you know, so this is so great. Thank you, Uma, for coming on today. I feel like we could talk for another hour. And I can't believe that our time is about up today. So 
if somebody wants to learn more about the programs you talked about, would the best place be, well, just tell us where the best place is to go. Like the best place is uh, firstly, my website, which is first name, last name, umagirish.com. And then I'm also very active on Instagram. I go by Uma Mentor. That's my IG handle. And I'm also on Facebook. It's facebook.com Uma Writes. Uma writes W R I T E S. Okay. I can put those. I'll put the links in the show notes to those so that people can find you and be around the Uma projector energy. (laughs) If you're looking for some calm in your life, go see Uma. (laughs) So thank you so much for being on today, Uma. This was really fun. Thank you for inviting me. This was fun for me too. All right. Bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please go subscribe so that you get notified of all the future goodies that are coming along. While you're there, please leave me a review and let me know what you think. So excited to share this with you and can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.